0: How y'all doing, man? We back with another episode of the Tay Visuals Podcast. Today we got a very special guest, funny guest. I had the pleasure of watching him perform. Was when was it? Last Friday at Troy um comedy special. Oh yeah. We have comedian sleeping in the building, man. And before we even get started, that was my first time seeing you perform. Great performance.
1: Appreciate that, brother.
0: One of my uh, favorite jokes. I don't want to tell a joke, but when you um the um the gay joke. Yeah, <laughs> when it started from right there, it's the audacity for me yeah. That was one of my favorite jokes from you But if y'all tuning in on um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Y'all read us a five star Y'all keep us going for that algorithm rhythm for people can see the podcast And come to YouTube and see us in video form So before we get started, man, how you doing today? I can't complain, bro, I'm blessed For sure, for how sure How you doing? How you doing? Doing good, man Special coming up Yes, sir What's the name of the special?
1: Stay in your lane
0: Stay in your lane So, um where did that come from? What, what's the name coming from?
1: So I think one of the biggest things that I wanted to incorporate into my stand-up was authenticity. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like no matter what you're doing, you should be whatever your 100% true self is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shit you hear me talk about on stage, it all comes back to being comfortable with yourself and living in your truth. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, that's basically all I mean. It's just being authentic, being yourself, because that's something that's important to me. Like, I, I'm, you know... People like Kevin Hart, for example. Okay. A lot of his jokes is him joking on himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's embracing the fact that he's short. He's joking about yeah. not really being a fighter. He's talked about his father not being in his life. I think that's, with any material, no matter whether, whether it's rap, comedy, is kind of similar. You got to have your own style. You can't go up there trying to be somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, I, yeah. I, I feel like that's a, um
0: kind of like a defense mechanism as well because, like, if you talk about yourself, who can talk about you? Right. It's because, like when, um... Eminem did on 8 Mile when he right. was like, I am from, I'm trash. I'm Papa Doc couldn't say nothing because exactly. he already said everything about it. Um, What do you feel is your type of style of comedy? Are, are there different types of comedy?
1: There are definitely different styles. Like I'll say, for example, D.L. Hughley, mm-hmm. a lot of his material is crowd work. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He'll be on stage 10, 15 minutes just ribbing motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> jokes right. bad. But then you had somebody like Eddie Murphy, They style his style is a little bit more Methodic, it's planned out Like okay. every bit of his set If you really pay attention It's all connected Like uh-huh. how I'm saying Like my theme For my set is Stay your lane So that's why I went with the name It's like very planned out mm-hmm. So I would think I was a little bit Influenced by him in that way Okay You know what I'm saying So he's more like Almost like script writing The way mm-hmm. he structures it You know what I'm saying Then you might have somebody That's just very energetic mm-hmm. So you know It's different ways You know what I'm saying Like I personally think I'm like a mix of authenticity, like so a little bit of Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a lot of Chris Rock, okay. and he incorporates like a lot of real life things into his set. So it's like, yeah, you are getting jokes, but I'm also educating you at the same time. So I try to throw a little bit of that in there.
0: Right, that was kind of like, um, kind of like his theme for everybody. Hates Chris with um his narrating, it was jokes in there, but it always was kind of like a lesson in each episode. Fact. Even though it was funny. Now I want to talk about you talk about um. The mixture of people. Who are some comedians who influence you?
1: Um, definitely Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx. I feel like Jamie Foxx is a very underrated stand-up comedian. Yes, he's so talented, man. and he's man. so he good at so much shit. Everything. He's like, good at everything. You know what I'm crazy. saying? So I don't know if you ever actually like w- sat down and watched his stand-up, like any of his comedy specials. But the bitches is good. You know man. what I'm saying? The nigga cold. It, it, uh,
0: I would say. It, that's not hard to believe, man. Anything Jamie Foxx, I just watched um his new movie he had on Netflix, Day Shift. Yeah. Um kinda different with vampires. Never seen him in that like type of role, but right. he killed it. But Jamie Foxx, man, he talented, bro. Musically, acting, comedy. I don't know. He get overlooked a lot though. Like, I, yeah, I agree with that.
1: I feel like he might be the most talented man on the planet. Like how you <laughs> that good at all uh-huh. this shit? You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> i didn't see the movie but i'm like i'm sure it's fire like his name not really too much negative type shit you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm.
0: now um i want to take it to the beginning of because you did we talk about a little bit down the line but let's Mm -hmm. talk about how you started i guess how did the comedy roots grow in you was it from childhood middle school high school
1: so it was like one of them things where I wasn't initially. I wasn't going around trying to be funny. Like you know what mm. I'm saying. Let me see if I can make people laugh. It was nothing like that. When okay. you grow up in New Orleans, you kind of got to learn how to be funny because right. everybody is funny. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying. So it's not even about, oh, I'm gonna be a comedian, but I'm just trying to survive in right. high school. You know what I'm saying? Because if you, if you, if, what high school you went to, bro? Eastern. I went to three five. I'm sure they're not that different. If you were oh, yeah. that bitch, quiet. Chill and stand to yourself, and niggas start ripping, and you not saying nothing, they right. gonna look at you like you a victim. They gonna look you, know hit what I'm you every day with him. You don't facts. Say <laughs> so it's like, fuck, you just gotta learn how to be funny just to live day to day at an Orleans Parish High School. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So that's really all it was about. It was it's like, it's necessary. Facts. So fuck, after a while, I went from like, you know, cause niggas used to get me, you know what I'm saying? And that, it went from that to fuck, now I got something to say back. Uh huh. And I graduated from that to, nigga, I really ripped the fuck out of you, like, right now. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So once I got to that point and I realized, all right, it's coming easy to me. You know what I'm saying? This okay. is probably something that I would want to do. But it wasn't always comedy for me. Right. My thing was I want to get paid for being myself. Okay, I want to be able to use my personality as my platform. You know right. what I'm saying? My way to make money. So all, I always known somehow, some way I was going to be using my personality. I was a mass comedy in college, mm-hmm. and I Damn. had, a, you know what I'm saying. I had a concentration in broadcasting. My thing was Damn. radio. I wanted <laughs> to. Do, I'm into the podcast thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying. So that's where I thought my life was headed. Mm-hmm. I ha- it with comedy. It was like so many people started saying, "Sleepy bro, you funny. Like you should try to do comedy." I'm like, man, no, man. Like at that point, I'm not even. It's not even tangible for what me. What age was this, this? Shit, this started when I was like. 21, 22, okay. you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. But, you know, you say when you really don't want to do something, but you probably should, you mm-hmm. say it out loud, but you procrastinate for a little while. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to go perform. I'm going to try. I didn't really write any material. And one day I was just like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to just do it. Mm-hmm. So we had it was a show in Covington. Okay. So I don't know if you ever been to Covington. Yeah. Not very many black people, <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? So it was about five to seven Cowboys in this motherfucker, like all okay. oh, hell. The hats and everything? Yeah, like okay. yeah it yeah, is. Yeah. So I'm like, damn. So off the gate, I'm nervous because how the fuck
0: it's not your crowd that right. you expect.
1: But I'ma I'm gonna I'm tell you the, the plus side to it that I didn't factor in. Like now that I'm a little bit more experienced, you get a crowd like that. You can say whatever the fuck you want. To see, I don't know these people. Right. Whatever happens after I leave this room, I'm not this shit. Not never gonna get back to me. You know right. what I'm saying? They so I don't know
0: you, you don't know them. Facts.
1: <laughs> so I did the show, mm-hmm. I bombed. Like a bomb, I ain't gonna lie to you. Was but it booze? No, it wasn't booze. Okay. They was actually very polite. So they, the type of people, even if you're not funny, they still gonna clap, give you a little fake laugh. Keep going. Yeah, you know? <laughs> okay. So that's all that was the first night. But normally, you know where people fuck up at? I think, because there are a lot of people who are naturally funny that are afraid to do comedy. And it's just because they're afraid to get booed. Mm-hmm. Not booed so much because this. I've only seen like one or two people in comedy get booed. Most people are just fucking start talking while you're performing and stop paying attention before right. they before they boo you. You know that what I'm is. saying? So All it's right.
0: like so. Um, sorry about um cutting y'all, but man. the um your first show in Covenant, you um you say you bomb. What does that like consist of? Because it's a different type of bombs. Like you said, people can be talking, people just be silent and looking at you. People get throw shit at you. Is that real?
1: Nah, ain't nobody going to throw shit at you. <laughs> I've never seen nothing thrown. I mean, it's getting wild out here with this comedy shit right uh, now, but I, I have yet to see that happen. You know uh, what I'm saying?
0: Um, how many times have you bombed so far?
1: Shit, I don't know. I don't I don't have a count. I'm going to tell you, I smashed that bitch way more than I bombed. All bro. right, that, That's a good ratio then. You know what I'm saying? But fuck, I'm going to be real with you, bro. Comedians bomb. Right. Know? And that's that's what people, if you want fuck with it, that's what people got to learn. You going to bomb.
0: Let's just say entertainers, because everybody bombs. Rappers, they have people. Wrapping a song, you just stand up like that. Who the fuck is this? I'm waiting on a big ass. Right. That's how it is sometimes when you're entertaining. You got to pay your dues, I guess. Facts. Um, Do you remember the first joke you wrote?
1: Yeah, I do. What was it? So, you talking about like the first good joke or like the first? Just just
0: the first one that you ever used.
1: Sorry, and I ain't going to lie to you. I don't remember nothing from that Covington show because I don't use none of that shit. Okay, I don't remember what I said. But I had a joke, and, and like five, six years later, this joke wasn't good. But, but it was good enough to get laughs. You okay. know what I'm saying. But it was about church. So the mm-hmm. premise of the joke was I used to go to this church, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, in the black culture, church is a big deal. Right. Like people, black people like to catch the holy ghost. Yep. So Sunday it day. Facts. So you know, uh, the biggest part of that outside of the pastor mm-hmm. is the choir. All right. So the whole my joke was about how my choir can't sing. Like mm-hmm. that was the joke. I don't remember the exact punchline, but that was the premise of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody in my and I had people coming up to me like, that's a good joke, but you sure you won't joke about Churchy? Yeah.
0: I'm glad I'm glad you got to that. Because the sensitivity of comedy right. has gotten really sensi- sensitive. Yeah. sensitive. <laughs> the sensitivity has gotten really sensitive. <laughs> more and more sensitive over the years with um the Dave Chappelle situation with Netflix employees, um, with him, um, joking about the LGBT, mm-hmm. um, and they saying they're gonna walk out and stuff like that, and just other comedians scared to, um, I guess, say be really raw how it used to be, right? Um, the climate has changed, and today's with a lot of things different, but how do you feel about the subject and sensi- sensitivity of comedy today?
1: I mean, for me personally, it doesn't really affect me because mm-hmm. I know how to say shit or not say shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think the best thing about comedy, though, is it's supposed to be raw. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be raw. It's supposed to be unfiltered. Mm-hmm. So you're going to always have an element of that in comedy. You could try to cancel people all you want, mm-hmm. but comedians are going to take risks with their jokes. Okay. Like most comedians. Like even Bill Cosby was the most, you know, typical black dad family man person in the world. People don't know. He literally has jokes about putting pills in drinks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was a joke. Mm-hmm. some shit called Spanish Fly. There's some shit he said on stage. Mm-hmm. That's the family. That's the family, man. Right. Now, he probably didn't think that this shit was going to blow up in his face fucking... 40 years. Yeah. 40 years later. But it's definitely something he said. Right. You know what I'm saying? He And you got to gamble with jokes. mm mm-hmm we have to be proactive at the same time. Shit that was funny 40 years ago is not going to be funny today. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's some shit you can't say. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you should have the freedom to say, because at the end of the day, dog, if I say some shit, if you say something and the entire crowd gets uncomfortable and you don't get not one laugh, you're going to take the joke out anyway because at that point it's not comedy. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have no choice but to take your shit out. At the end of the day, I just feel like if it's funny, say that shit.
0: Um, have you seen the sensitivity affect other comedians who are, like you said, we talked about different styles who are more raw, 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 (laughs) that ain't even a word raw, who are more raw than other comedians. Like they can't, like you go on stage, trying not to offend anyone and it affects your comedy because you so busy trying not to be canceled. Right. You don't um, get your um, I guess work off easily as you
1: used to. Yeah, man, I definitely, I think not so much people I work with, but as far as like mainstream comedians, mm-hmm. I think I think the sensitivity of the world right now is why Eddie Murphy isn't doing comedy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because he was the most unfiltered person on the planet. It's like people want him to do comedy, but it's like, do you really want him to do comedy? Because right. do you know the type of shit he was talking about? It was the 80s, you know what I'm saying? But he was talking about some wild shit. Right. I personally feel like that's the reason why he hasn't come back Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart I think that should affected Kevin Hart a little bit Because Like you know First of all Comedy is subjective So what's funny to me May not be funny to exactly. you Exactly know, You know what I'm saying So it's gonna always be a thing But a lot of people That fuck with Kevin Hart They fuck with him For the earlier comedy specials Right Yep And the uh the most The more recent ones
0: More friendly Family Yeah you know, friendly, Not too much um, Roger, But a lot of people um, I guess that's like Common and, like, entertaining. Like, I don't know why I keep going, like, the music and stuff, but, like, a lot of fans and supporters support their, like, favorite artists. Like, when they're coming up more. They like the right. first album, the second album. They but come when up. they reach a certain status, like, Kevin Hart, he's big. He got his own film production company. Right. He doesn't have to do stand-up anymore. Right. He has his Laugh Out Loud network. They um when he does something you you be like what Kevin Hart at? then he does a comedy special and you be like man they ain't like laughing my pain man right. they ain't like um the other ones I forgot what they was called but yeah. the ones when he was coming up why you think it's man. like that yeah
1: I don't, I think it's because this brand that Kevin Hart created it's like you kind of gotta maintain it you know what I'm saying you got to he got to keep up that image right Kevin Hart is still that same comedian when you when you work like him and when you become that great you don't just lose it you right. know what I'm saying. Like, I've heard, I've, like, you know, in that world, I've had people tell me, bro, I've heard Kevin Hart at open mics with no cameras, nobody really around, do shit and destroy that bitch because he could say whatever the fuck he want to say. Right. And then he'll come do a comedy special and it's, like, completely different. It's not that he can't do it. You know what I'm saying? You just got to keep up that image once you build it. Me personally, i rather... Like, I will, don't get me wrong, I won't be a big deal in this comedy shit, but I also want to be able to be my real self all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, the same shit that made me funny going to keep me funny, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's that's my belief on it, but, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they have, I want to talk about the, um, the like, they have the big deals like Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle's who does the Netflix special. They have other people who does it as well. But I see a lot of comics talk about, like, the underground scene of comics, mm-hmm. sort of like music as well. They have the big, big artists. And they have the artists underground who be killing the clubs every night who right. we don't who don't get like the fame and stuff. Right. I see a lot of um people give love to underground comics. Like I will say, I ain't saying Mike Epps is underground comic because he definitely not. But he talked. I saw him in an interview talk about um like hitting the clubs and stuff like that, not being on that main stage all the time because right. he could be more raw. Which one is more appealing to you, looking at it from the outside?
1: What as opposed to what like underground comedy and yeah. mainstream? Com- I mean, for me, at this for me personally at this point of my career, I like to get some big shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like get those types of rooms because I don't have no problem with filtering my shit. Like I'm good. I've done stand up in church, okay, which was a little awkward, <laughs> but but I did it. You, you know, used what I'm the saying? church joke there. I used the church joke. I just took the person <laughs> out. Right.
0: Okay. Now, um, with um being a um comedian, do you have a manager? Or stuff nah, or something I, like
1: that? I handle all that. I'm saying for booking and shit, contact me directly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to get it going. But I'm probably going to get a manager in the future. But just right now, I'm just handling my own shit. When shit you know, when this shit starts to become a really, really big deal, then yeah, it's going to be definitely time to get a manager.
0: Okay. Um, What do you see the um benefits of having, like, a manager or something like
1: that? To be able to have that voice in a room that has those relationships that you don't. Because mm-hmm. you... At the end of the day, a lot of this comedy shit, and not just comedy, just any type of artistry, it's friendly bopping. Mm-hmm. People want you to friendly bop with them. That's why I always tell people, y'all, people got to get out of this mindset of "I'm not friendly, I'm not about to dick ride, I'm not about to do that." Nigga, that's networking. Mm-hmm. You network with people. You go out. You shake hands. You make conversation. You build good relationships with people. Changing with, for all that, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that you use people for what they have. But what I'm saying is treat people right. Always stay square with people because you never know who these people are. Right. And somebody can have an opportunity for you, but because you gave them a bad experience of who you are as a person, they're not fucking with you like that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like a lot. That's what a lot of it is. You got to be able to like build relationships and get that love in the comedy world to really pop off most of the time. Because in the city, like if people don't really fuck with you, it's going to be hard to get booked and shit.
0: Okay. Um, New Orleans comedy scene, um, has been rising. I would say I didn't know too much about the New Orleans comedy scene. I would say a few years back, but mm-hmm. over the years I've um seen they um had comedy houses. They have other um places that um bars and stuff like that. Cafe Instable, we just went there. Right. Um, how do you view the New Orleans comedy scene?
1: I think it's growing. Mm-hmm. I think it's growing. I think New Orleans has a lot of talented comedians. Like my dog, shout out my dog Mark Caesar, shout out Troy Duchesne, mm-hmm. shout out my dog Mario, like Rob Kazi. I feel like Rob Kazi is one of the most talented people in the world too. Yes. And people starting to see, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, people starting to see, and I think he going to be the first, my, my projection is he going to be the first New Orleans like stand up to become like a huge deal out of the city, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and then I feel like it's going to grow from there, because all They're it takes... Creative. Very. Mm -hmm. And I I personally feel like all it takes is one. Like, if you notice, like, every city, when it comes to rap, it's funny, like, comedy and rap, it really go hand in hand. Yeah, that's why why I can't keep talking about music with it. Facts. But, like, you know, they might have one rapper from a city. Like, a rapper from Mississippi might blow up today, right, and become one of the biggest stars on the planet. It follows the other people. And next thing you know, you just got to chain the rappers from Mississippi just getting it popping. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to crack that window. It's like... You, right now, you got ESTG, Jack Harlow, and Bryson Teller all from Kentucky. Damn. That's three big stars right now. Who the fuck was checking for Kentucky, let 15 years, 20 years ago? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? So it, it takes that person to kick the dough down. But I think New Orleans definitely has the talent. I think New Orleans comedy scene is one of the most relevant things in New Orleans right now, personally. Okay. I think they have a lot of legit star comedians in New Orleans right now.
0: Okay. um, How do you feel New Orleans take the next step to get in? So that one, break it through the door like you um, project Rob will be.
1: Supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Supporting each other. I ain't gonna lie, I lost my train of thought a second ago when we was talking about this, but like I said, it's about building relationships with people mm-hmm. and supporting each other. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna let you know real facts about the way this comedy shit works. Most of the time, these these big rooms, like mm-hmm. say, say Kevin Hart or somebody has a fucking comedy fest in New Orleans today at the Smoothie King Center and they trying to find local acts mm-hmm. who they might let open up or some shit. They not going for the person who's necessarily the funniest. They not going through people's social media, right, looking right, at the funniest right. shit they see. Yeah. Nigga, how many tickets can you sell? Right. If if you can sell tickets, you got to be good, basically. Mm-hmm. Type shit. They care about numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be able to get opportunities in these places, you got to have numbers. You got to be able to say. If I do a show, I can sell this many tickets. When I drop my comedy special, we got this many downloads. Mm-hmm. And when you showing them numbers, they're like, you know what? Cool. Leverage. Let's invest in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So the only way we're going to be able to build them numbers is by supporting each other. We got to start packing these rooms out, mm-hmm. supporting these comedians and these rappers too, because it's the same in rap. Numbers. Uh-huh. Numbers don't lie. And I think that's the main thing. We just got to support each other and start packing out these rooms because everybody in Atlanta support each other.
0: Okay. I wanna um, talk more about your special coming up. Um what's the date on it?
1: I'm recording it September 10th. I haven't exactly made up my okay. mind on a release date just yet, but it's been recorded September 10th. I got two shows, one for seven and one for nine.
0: Okay, um where's where's the show at?
1: It's at Comedy House Note. All right, that's um by the bowling alley, right? Right down the boat, it's on Fulton Street, so yeah. right across King Missing.
0: Okay. Now, with um this show um first special, right? Yes. What can we expect? Without giving any spoilers or anything.
1: I think you can expect a good performance. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It took me a lot of time to get to a point where I felt like I was ready to do a comedy special. I've known I had like... Because, you know, a comedy special is roughly 45 minutes to an hour. Most of the time, you got people that have me do more. Mm -hmm. You might have somebody that might just do a half hour. But... It doesn't matter who it is. Nobody just, no comedian just wakes up one day and say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to just do this bitch today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It takes preparation. All right. I've been doing comedy six years. I'm just getting to a point where I feel like I should be able to drop this bitch and be comfortable with what it's doing. So it's a lot of hard work put into it. It's Mm -hmm. very relatable. It's funny. Okay. Obviously. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's funny, but it's relatable. Uh And yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good look for myself. I think it's going to be a good look for the city.
0: Okay. What um experience are you going through um putting together this um special um that you didn't I guess anticipate?
1: Honestly, I think it's like you really forget how much you gotta put into this shit as far as like gotta have a fucking album cover, mm-hmm. you gotta be able to organize the events, you gotta be able to push out these tickets. Gotta do your promo, mm-hmm. which just promo alone, if I'm being real, it's not really my strong suit. Like I'd be like I just be so into the art of it. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? I just be wanting to go up there and be funny, but it's like at the end of the day, it's a business. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's a numbers game. So the main thing has just been trying to find different ways to be effective in spreading the word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main thing. And uh just preparing, like really preparing, going over jokes. Like even if I'm at work just Looking like I'm fucking crazy and that bitch whispering to myself, saying shit, trying to remember <laughs> jokes and shit. So it's like very, it's a strenuous process, but it's cool.
0: Okay. Um, Speaking of material, how do you um, write in your notes?
1: Most of the time it's mental. Okay. Like, I, I find that when I try to write shit down, like physically, I have a problem trying to remember exactly what it is that I wrote. And I fucking joke up. It don't really feel organic anymore because I'm trying to remember. So... The only thing I really do is I memorize the topic okay and I just remember the topic and once as long as I remember the topic, I pretty much remember what I want to say you know what I'm saying it's like so let's say for example, I tweet some shit like just some random funny shit okay and if like let's say like ten 20 people laugh at it I'd be like, "Ah I'm keeping that <laughs> I'm saying that you know what I'm saying right, you
0: tweet a lot of funny shit by the way.
1: Appreciate, it. yeah. and Most of the time, though, I be testing shit up. I be like, let me just see if they see if they bite and see if I can make this into a joke. Because okay. it's like a lot of my shit be like that, though. All
0: right. Um, I w- also I want to um speak on how do you come up with your material? Some people um, it's a mixture of real life situations, or just a joke you found funny, or something like that. How do you come up with yours?
1: Majority of my shit is real life. It's like my uh my actual experiences. Like mm-hmm. I got jokes about being a mailman. I got jokes about my relationships. I got jokes about. Different things like that. But then also I have jokes where it's just some shit. I might have got some shit from social media, like something that was just trending. Like, you know what I'm saying? At that time. Current events, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have somebody host the BT Awards. They yeah. just go up there and they just talk about different celebrities and shit. Yep. So like I have shit that I just pick up just being out. Anything that I feel like will connect with the audience is what I see. Okay. But at the same time, I try to make my shit in a way I don't want my comedy to be too New Orleans, mm-hmm. even though I am New Orleans. Like, I love New Orleans, but it's just, like, I want to appeal to the world.
0: You want other people to understand your comedy as well. Right. Um, the like you said, with the material, how long... You, you say you've been doing comedy for six years. When does some material drop out of your ex? Like, do you still use material from the first year, the second year, stuff like that?
1: It all depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very, 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 I'm like, I think about my material all of the time. So I'm always throwing some shit out if I feel like it don't fit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I have jokes that I've been doing damn near the whole six years. Mm-hmm. And I got said, I'm sure I said on stage at the last show that I just wrote on the way down. Like, mm-hmm. it just depends on how I'm feeling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I like, one thing I like about where I'm at now is I'm not really second guessing my writing skills no more. Because okay. there was a time when I would write jokes. And I would be like, I was very comfortable in doing my set because I know it get laughs. Mm -hmm. And so I would just keep saying that I'd be afraid to try new shit because I'd be afraid of saying it and nobody don't laugh, which in reality, that's the beauty of it. If I tell a joke, and that's why I say you can't be afraid to bomb. If I tell a joke and this joke doesn't hit here, right, nobody laugh, Mm -hmm. I could go tell that same joke the next day at a new spot and they'd be dying at the shit. So it's like, all right, this bitch is funny. I got to figure out a way to make it funny for everybody. Okay,
0: you know, and how do you do that?
1: It's tough to say. Mm-hmm. I just go up. Basically, that's what open mics is for. You hear open mics and you just say shit. You try shit. Mm-hmm. So I just experiment with different things and whatever gets the best reaction, I'm going to be like, all right, I'll probably keep that.
0: Okay. Uh, is there um, any nerves once going on stage?
1: Definitely. You always a little bit nervous mm-hmm. when you, right before you perform, but I'd like to believe... I'm way more comfortable on stage now than I was say three four years ago.
0: Okay, and what what's
1: the um when you
0: are on stage adjusting? How do you adjust to a crowd? How do you know if a crowd is a little tight? Like it like the show um that we just went through. They would like when you came on, you're like I know y'all ready to um. Get to the it was a little the the nine o'clock crowd. Yeah, it wasn't like the seven o'clock crowd was acting like it was a little dry, but they you loosened them up as you got through your um your set. So how do you know when to adjust to a crowd?
1: So with that, most of the time I'm peeping that out before I even get on stage. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I I sat here and watched y'all how y'all treated the other comedians before I got on stage. I wasn't really laughing or whatever for, for whatever reason. So I already knew. When I got on stage, I was going to have to break the cell early. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just going to have to say some shit early just to establish my presence. So I'm like, once I can make y'all get that first laugh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. They laughed. So I'm like, all right, cool. Icebreaker. Right. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was just easy, dog. You just kind of. And that's not just for a crowd being tense. Mm-hmm. You could kind of tell what type of crowd it is, what type of jokes you should tell based off the crowd. So I'm going to watch some shows. I got to be a little more New Orleans. mm mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm performing at a show on Crowder, I have to be New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? I got to go up there and jokes. That's what they want not hear. They don't want to hear detailed jokes. Mm -hmm. Then I might have a white show, like, realistically. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I might be like, all right, well, I might need to make my shit a little corny. You know what I'm saying? Make it a little bit more mainstream. So it's like, it's always a thing of just... That's some shit. You got to read the room before you even get on stage. Some which can be hard to do if you open it up, though. Because mm-hmm. when you open it up, you pretty much just rolling with the punches. You don't know what kind of crowd it is. But I think if you're not opening up, especially you have an advantage because you're able to sit there and watch the other comedians perform and the host do his shit, and you can see how the crowd is acting. So I'm always prepared just based off that. Uh,
0: uh that, that's um interesting. When when you up on stage and you know you're killing it. Right. Okay. How do you know when to like cut it off or just stop?
1: Because
0: you, you do all your jokes like, right. damn, I'm killing
1: this shit. See, I ain't going to lie, nigga. I don't. Like, <laughs> i be having a problem with that. Like Once I get rolling, uh-huh. I'll be like, bitch. <laughs> That's why I feel like I'm ready for the comedy show. I mean, the special, because I could rather, like, really go up there and do my shit, because mm-hmm. this is about me, so I can see what I won't see. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I think with comedy, you just gotta you just got to keep that clock in your head. You know what I'm saying? We 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 work on these jokes all day, so we know how long the jokes are. So all you right. you know where you at. So when you killing, like yeah, you you it is a little hard to get off stage, but at the same time you won't get off on a high note. Mm-hmm. Like I think the best feeling is when you get off stage after at the right time after you kill that Rock. bitch, and they they mad that you getting off stage because right. <laughs> if you stay up there too long, you could fucking tell your draws with them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we, you wanna like when 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 you have a host, if they, if the host is a comedian. They're going to tell a joke, mm-hmm. and if the crowd laugh real, real hard, they hurry up and introduce the comedian because okay. you're bringing them out on the high note. Oh, I didn't right. know that. All yeah. right. All right. Now,
0: 7 and 9 o'clock. I wanted uh, to ask um, this. Why do um you guys do two shows and I just want one?
1: That's more of a comedy house thing. Okay. As far as that's what they do. I think Troy just grew up. Not like when I grew up, like he was a kid, but mm-hmm. he been in that atmosphere that with that structure, with the way that they do shit for so long, he felt like it was a good idea mm-hmm. for his as well. I guess because you know people, this person might get off of work at six, right? So I can make the seven o'clock show, mm-hmm. but this other person would like be like, well, I don't get off until seven. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just like giving people options mm-hmm. as far as like what they want to do. I personally would prefer the one, but I'm cool with the two. Okay, you know what I'm saying I think it's a good idea. I understand the logic behind it. Okay. Um. Now, if uh, for your special, say,
0: um, you say you um, it's hard doing the promoting. How many people do you expect to come out?
1: I don't have a set number in my head. As long as I have a good, energetic crowd, because mm-hmm. I rather have fucking 30 energetic, lively people that want to have a good time to have 500 people in the room and all of them in their phones, not paying attention, not really trying to enjoy the show. You know what I'm saying? So that's really all I care about. I just want good energy. Okay. I just want good energy. The rest going to work itself out, bro.
0: Okay. I want to um talk about Instagram comedy. Do you participate in Instagram comedy?
1: Occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's not really my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but occasionally. I, I, I've had a couple of videos on Instagram and shit. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think... About the landscape of the Instagram skits, comedy, thing like
1: that. I mean, hey, if you could do it, do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to knock it. That's, that is clearly a successful lane. You know All what right. I'm saying? People are getting on a lot faster by having the Instagram content. I would just say if you're if your end goal in this is to be a comedian, like an actual comedian. Don't get caught so caught up in Instagram videos that you're not actually working on your material. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to fuck around and build this big ass following. You got 10 million followers on Instagram, and then you get these people to come to a venue to watch you do comedy, and they get up there and you suck mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't work on your material, which does happen.
0: And they they expecting the Instagram skits,
1: facts, mm-hmm. which is cool. If you uh, they are there's nothing wrong. Some people that I know that do comedy and that came from Instagram, they might have took some of these skits and turned it into a joke on stage. Right. Which if you know how to structure the joke, it can work. But mm-hmm. you don't want to get caught up in that shit. Because it's completely different. You can't go up there exactly how you do on Instagram. Because on Instagram, if I record some shit and this shit not funny, nigga, I can stop recording, Mm -hmm. delete it, and try this shit again until I get it right. But nigga, once you on stage, you out here. It ain't no no stop button. Ain't 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 no rewind. rewind. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Say, hold
0: up, I fucked up. Hold up, up, (laughs) y'all. I fucked up. All
1: All right. right. I want to ask you, um,
0: if you may, we could break down the top five comedians that you have for your, your list.
1: All time, like my Rushmore type shit. Um, Are we talking about like New Orleans? We just talk about. I want to do them
0: separate. I want to do New Orleans. You're New Orleans, and I want to do. I don't. Yeah, let's do all time. Even A'ight. though that that's that's going
1: a long way back. We do all time. All right. So let me, let me think off the top of my head. What's my five? Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. Richard Pryor, okay, Bernie Mac. Mr. in peace. Oh shit! This one. The last how many I gave? Three? Two more.
0: You say Bernie, Eddie, and Richard. Shit. <laughs> they, got, um, they got so many comedians, bro. Dave, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Jamie Foxx, Martin Lawrence. Dave. Okay, one more. Dave. Mike Epps, D-Ray Davis, <laughs> Aaron that, Spears. And DL
1: Hughley. <laughs> the, this is gonna be unpopular. I'm gonna say Steve Harvey.
0: Okay, Steve Harvey elaborate on that one cuz that's an unpopular one
1: yeah the steve harvey show funny as hell steve harvey i right, so steve harvey a different type of nigga than me bro like mm-hmm. they he's where you want to be at as a comedian he grump off funny too now they got <laughs> they got this nigga hosting the ESPYs crazy let me and let me break that down for you why that's a big deal you know how hard it is it's one thing to do a comedy show mm-hmm. and people are there for comedy Nigga, it's hard to do a local concert and you a comedian. Like, mm-hmm. you know how some people want you to host, like, concerts and shit? Right. And they, oh, you could tell some jokes. These people don't want to hear no fucking jokes. They hear they, hear they potting up a farm. Right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So it's hard to go perform in front of a room that's not there for comedy, not there for you. Yep. So you got to win their attention fast, or yeah. you're going to lose them. That opening monologue got to be pressure. And we that's just at a concert. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to perform at the ESPYs in a room, Full of millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. It's millions and millions of people watching you. You the Walking only person lightly. on stage. <laughs> they don't trust anybody with that shit. Right, and he kill it.
0: Exactly. He, he do the um the ball drop every year. He do the ball drop. He got family feud. Few. Uh, he just um had something else. I forgot. But um yeah, Steve Harvey. he a, he a jack of all man. He do it all. Facts. Um now I want to get to the New Orleans mm-hmm. top five. Let it go. You can include yourself as well.
1: Me. <laughs> First, definitely, definitely include myself. Straight up. Uh, not to toot my own horn. You yeah, know a lot I'm of saying? people
0: don't include this out, man. But, yeah, you know, you got to
1: toot your horn sometimes. And this this list is no particular order, by okay. the way. Uh, me. I'm going to say Mark Caesar. Shout out my brother, Mark. Shout out Mark Caesar. I'm going to go Shoddy Feel Good. Okay.
0: Shoddy Feel, shoddy feel Good. Feel good. Rob Kazi. Rob Kazi, fool. And the last one
1: is... I said me already, right? Yeah. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) You want to put yourself twice? (laughs) Fuck. Uh, Number five. Let's see. I'm
0: gonna go with my dog, Mario, man. Okay, Mario the comic. Now, I'm not gonna... um, uh, Recap that list one more time so I can um, get it stuck in my head so I can put it it out here. You... Me, Rob Kazi. Mario... Mario, yeah. shot feel good. All right, shot feel good. All right, now when when you're watching, do you watch um comedy? Definitely. All right. A lot of people have this thing. I don't watch too much comedy because when I watch too much of something, I might grab something from, from it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people. I saw um TK Kirkland say this on Vlad TV. He don't watch yeah. too because he might say something from the um, special. Do you ever get caught up in that? I
1: definitely did that before. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, and I was just telling somebody this story. So I used to have this joke that I did, or I, fuck, a joke that I thought I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke was like, I don't, I don't even remember the exact joke, but it was something about, it was a Dion Cole joke though. Mm-hmm. And it was, the, whatever the joke was, it was like, so, so where the ladies at? Something hot, the DJ be in the club, where the ladies at, okay. whatever, whatever. I don't remember. I don't even remember the fucking joke. Mm-hmm. But I was saying it on stage People was laughing I was like damn This one good I'm cold for thinking of this mm-hmm. So I go watch this nigga Perform He does the exact joke And I'm like Did he steal
0: that from me? I stole it yeah. from him <laughs> I definitely
1: stole it from him You know what I'm saying? But not even purposely like I, right. I watched it Just subconsciously I didn't, I didn't even remember watching it yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it happens It definitely happens. I still watch a lot of Like I feel like I got to the point now I don't really gotta worry But I don't make that mistake no more Okay Because most of my jokes Just come to me naturally anyway So it's like I have no reason to like... At the end of the day, a lot of comedians, if you notice, we do the same topics. Not all the same topics, mm-hmm. but a lot of comedians talk about the same shit. Like, I'll go do a show right? and family. a comedian say some shit that sounds a lot like mine from the structural standpoint. Like, our actual punchlines might be right. different, but the setup is like kind of similar. And I'm like, this nigga ain't never seen me perform. Right. So I know he ain't still this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, right.
0: People go through like the same like life experiences and family experience. Like, a lot of black people... Black parents parent the same, like right. <laughs> like right. like a lot of people um do like the same stuff in the house, like shit, like I for, what's some things that black parents black do, black people or some do, shit? Um,
1: fucking black people use fucking grocery bags as trash. Oh yeah, cans. yeah,
0: we got Buku in the pantry, shit. <laughs> Buku fucking
1: every time we go eat, steal <laughs> Buku napkins like right. just regular black people, right? Shit. Just
0: regular shit. Uh, I wanna um I wanna um finish this interview off of. Of course, we talked about the special. Right. I want to talk about a little bit more of what you expect from New Orleans. Supporters, when they get to your, I guess, your special, your stay in your lane. It's your first one. All the preparation you're putting behind it. What you expect from the people to come out for you? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga about to
1: hurt itself. (laughs) You said, what do I expect from them? Yeah Just good energy, man Like, just come to have a good time Don't be, like I said Don't be a dead crowd At the end of the day This shit being recorded mm-hmm. So we gonna have a good time <laughs> Don't make me look bad, <laughs> motherfuckers Right, right Nah, but I'm, at the end of the day That's on me I gotta right. I gotta hold to my end of the bargain So I can promise It's gonna be a good show It's not, isn't it? And at the end of the day It's really not even just about me I got my dog, Troy Dushane On that bitch Shout out mm-hmm. Troy My partner, J-Can the real J-Can Oh really yeah, I saw
0: his special too a Tell dog. me
1: What you want That nigga J-Can Cole yeah, funny uh, And I got my dog Taj Washington too I feel like okay. I wanted to put Taj Washington In my top five New Orleans comedians But mm-hmm. I had to I had to make sure I respected the OGs In the game That I, that kind of showed me How to do this shit You know what okay. I'm saying But Taj is a dog I feel like Taj is Very quickly becoming One of the big New Orleans comedian stars He, he doesn't have that He's more like me In the sense where, well, like I said I have some skits mm-hmm. But I'm not really A skit person I'm more so of stage, mm-hmm. and I felt like he's more sort of stage. So because he don't have that fifty thousand follower internet following, he don't get the appreciation he deserved just yet. But if you see this man, he cold. I promise. So okay. I'm excited about that too.
0: Um, when performing, you say you have Troy, Taj, J. Can mm-hmm. is that for the both shows or both just- shows seven and a nine? How do you connect with other comedians and have that relationship with them?
1: Just treat people right, man. You know what I'm saying? I, Me personally, I just love good work. I like good comedy. So if we perform together and we both kill that bitch together, mm-hmm. we should have a good experience from that. You know what I'm saying? At that point, just start a conversation with people, get to know people, see what they're all about. Like, the people I got on these shows, these are real friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's a business, so these are business relationships, too. But these are people that I talk to on an everyday basis, just outside of this comedy shit. So I know I could call them if I need somebody to kill this shit. But I always try to just maintain good relationships with people, man. Like, do right by people. If I'm doing the show, make sure I keep my promises, whatever I told that person I was going to do to get them to perform I'm standing on that word. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the main thing, just being a real person. As long as you stay genuine and move real out here, it's not hard to maintain relationships with people. You know what I'm saying?
0: Golden rule. Um, Do you share your um your sets with others, like practicing? Do you say it to some other people? I and mean,
1: who are those people, if you do? Other comedians. Okay. For the most part. Other comedians. Right. And that's even that's very rare. Like, I for the most part, I write to myself now. But I'm not against... Going like me, me, Mark, Smiley, shout out Smiley, mm-hmm. Troy, Kevin Little, all us. We have like writing sessions from time to time where we all link up and just run jokes by each other. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, no dog, that's what the open mic is for. So you don't really have to. I mean, you can run it by somebody, mm-hmm. but if you go to an open mic, just say the shit and it's going to tell you exactly what you need to do with that joke. Okay. Like if you need to add something to it, if you need to keep that bitch how it is, you need to throw that bitch out mm-hmm. and <laughs> go to an open mic. That's like the best way.
0: You ever told your friends that jokes were shitty?
1: Are you say it in a more political way? I say it in a more polite way. I don't never be like, yeah, and that bitch garbage. Take that bitch <laughs> Like I just be like, look, bro, I see what you're doing, but instead of saying this, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, help them. Now, if that bitch ain't got no habit, I, no, no hope, I'm going to be like, I don't know, bro. Nah, bro, I ain't. All right.
0: I want um get a couple relationship calls for you because we talked about your comedy mm. and your career, your special, but I want to get your thoughts on a couple relationship things. If, you wouldn't mind asking. Let's get it. I mean answering. Now, you're free to answer how you want. Um, but we're gonna go with a couple is you have any kids? No. All right. A couple is staying, good man. A couple is staying in a relationship because of the kids. Is this noble or foolish?
1: It's yes, admirable. <laughs> But it, <laughs> it couldn't be me, you know. what I'm saying couldn't be you. Yeah, and I, I'm and I don't, I don't have nothing negative to say about that. Though I mean, sometimes people people just want their family. You know what I'm saying?
0: All right, understand that. Now, um, forgot to say these are t- tonight's conversation cards. Go check them out. They're not. I'm not sponsoring them, but they got some good <laughs> qu- questions. Ain't nothing wrong with trying to build that relationship, bro. Right, sponsor me, um. <laughs> <laughs> your boo has been On social media all day But has yet to respond To any of your texts Is this an issue Explain
1: Definitely an issue Because clearly Your phone is in your hand Okay <laughs> So why are we not talking You know what I'm saying That's not I mean it's a, That's not a heated argument Right But that's definitely Some shit that you address Okay Like I'm not fucking with that How would you address it I mean I'd just be like You know Answer your phone bitch. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> said, what the fuck you doing? Like, <laughs> nigga said, So you've been on Twitter all day. All right. <laughs> nah man. I mean I, the first time I'ma try to do it as cool as I can. Right. Like I don't really fuck with that. You need to hit me back, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you so I can know you straight, so right. I can know what you're doing. You around the right people and shit. And you on social media, like, you know what I'm saying? Like ain't which is nothing wrong with the internet. You know what right. I'm saying? I don't wanna be that person like like social media should cause problems in your relationship. But most of that shit is just like a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, that's all I say.
0: Okay. Um you're getting married and and you and you oh and you present your significant other with a prenup. They refuse to sign it. What happens next?
1: Shit, I don't know. I think about that type of <laughs> shit all the time, dog. I, I feel I think about that type of shit all the time, dog. I feel like that's the the smart thing is to get the prenup maybe. Maybe push the Wedding back and have a further discussion about it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's tough. That's yeah. a lot. Cause it's like you wanna I feel like women take a prenup as you already like feeling like this shit not gonna work out, type exactly. shit. So why yeah. do it type shit? You know what but I'm saying? But you from take the, it for protection. From the man's perspective, it's like it's not even that. But it's just like in the event that something goes wrong with this shit, I don't want you trying to fuck over me. Because at the end of the day, like I now, let's be real, it happens. Like if you, if you work, no disrespect, but like if you work at like McDonald's and no shit like that, you, this, don't, need no you don't really need to worry about getting no preened up. You ain't really got shit to, to worth taking for the most part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nigga said, "What the fuck you take, bitch? I want your PlayStation Five. Like. <laughs> Okay, so like, get that
0: But if you um going into um marriage before, I would say if y'all both if you're mm. established before y'all get together, right? And say you worth fifty million dollars, y'all meet and you already worth fifty million dollars. She could have money as well. She could be worth what ten million dollars, right? I don't think a prenup is should be off the table. I would say that
1: that definitely should be on the table because her having money. Has nothing to do with the situation. Right. She, she can have her own money when y'all divorce. It's like she's not doing it because she needs the money. She's right. doing it despite you. She's doing it to inconvenience. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying. So if you rich, like if I came in this shit with fifty, mm-hmm. I need to be leaving with fifty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying. I'm... Or if I'm not leaving with fifty, it needs to be because I spent the shit on what the fuck <laughs> I wanted to spend it on. You know what I'm saying. So yeah.
0: Okay. How do you um how do you um feel about um marriage? Do you um? Are you looking to get married in the future? Is that something I mean, that interests you?
1: I think the concept of marriage is fire. Mm-hmm. Like I think the idea of having a partner that you can spend the rest of your life with and grow with. I think all of that shit is dope. Mm-hmm. But I think now would I ain't gonna say now It's it's kind of difficult to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like everybody's still trying to do their thing, all which right. is cool. We all young at the end of the day. Right. So right now, I mean, it's definitely something that I like. I enjoy, but for my life right now, where I'm at with it right now, I mean no. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that maybe when I'm like forties. So okay,
0: okay. Usually men, um Usually men do get married older. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We're gonna um get a couple more before we let you have a your great Sunday, my man. For sure. Oh. You like the provocative picture of an old platonic friend on social media. Upset your and upset your upset your significant other says if you love me you'll unfollow him or her what do you do back to the social media thing
1: right that bitch very social media <laughs> okay so in that case I don't know what I do I give it some thought because at the end of the day you set yourself up
0: right like, you like the provocative folks,
1: right so. like that that was an avoidable ass problem right. So, in that case, maybe I might do it. I'll probably just do it. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was just on some shit like, this is my platonic friend and you want me to unfollow her just because you are insecure about our relationship, then fuck no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But in a situation like that, maybe because I made that bed. So.
0: Is, well, what's your take on liking photos, liking other women's photos in a relationship? Does the type of photo matter?
1: I mean, it matters if you don't want to hear your lady mouth. Right. <laughs> like, if you don't give a <laughs> fuck, do go. But... Yeah, definitely. I mean, women notice that type of shit. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't think your old lady going through your likes, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they see everything that you like. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's just about being respectful at the end of the day. Right. Like, it's it's okay. I feel like it's okay to double tap a picture. Like, it's just a double picture, but All you right. can't be in that bitch thirsty. Oh, like,
0: you can't be with hard eyes. Yeah. You can't be on liking every photo. Or every, same like, woman. like
1: every time I click this bitch photo, I see you liking her well, shit. Like, <laughs> like nigga. Like. <laughs> hide or something. Right. Be discreet. <laughs> Fuck.
0: <laughs> all right, we're gonna pick a last one. Uh what are we gonna go at with it? Let's see. Let's switch it up.
1: Um, this is gonna be another fucking social media question. I, Watch. I'm gonna
0: duck that way. <laughs> All right. A man has two children. He teaches the boy to use a condom if he has sex. And he teaches the girl not to have sex. Is he wrong? Explain. Yeah, he's definitely
1: wrong. (laughs) Would you rather have a smart daughter moving in these streets? Okay. Because you put her on game and let her know what it is and what it ain't. Mm -hmm. Or you... Trying to hide shit from her. All you tell her is don't have sex, don't do this, don't do that. She so she don't know her. nothing about sex. Now she's just out there green. Mm-hmm. Now it's a nigga that's going to manipulate the fuck out of her and get him to do whatever he wanted to do because you didn't prepare her for this shit. Yep. So that's I think right. you got to, you can't... They going to live life regardless. right? So I think as a parent, your ultimate job is to prepare them for what they going to see because most of the shit, like... Like, like, imagine you have conversations with your father, you have conversations with your mother, and they tell you some shit is gonna happen before it happens. And what you do, man, fuck that. She don't they know what she's talking about. Right. You, go, you go with your move anyway, and then the exact shit that they said yeah. was gonna happen happens. And then you be like, damn, how the fuck you know? They're like, motherfucker, I'm 60. Like, you know what I'm all saying? Right, history repeats itself. I seen all of this shit. <laughs> so, as a parent, even if your child doesn't listen to what you say, still throw that information out there because mm-hmm. shit after my daddy telling me not to do this and not to do that for a while and i go out there and do my own thing and see he was right after a while i would be like all right this nigga know what he talking about you know what i'm saying so you still got to prepare your kids i would rather tell you what you're going to experience Okay, you know what i'm saying
0: um what would you get rid of music or comedy if you only had one
1: damn I'm gonna, say, fuck, I'm, I'm gonna get rid of me. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Believe it or not, uh-huh. believe it or not, I, I don't, comedy. I'll probably get rid of comedy. I ain't gonna And like, that hurts my heart to say. But
0: <laughs> no more jokes, nigga.
1: <laughs> music, music different though. You know what I'm right. saying? Like people go through shit in life and get through shit with music. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's different. If we get rid of music, they mean you got to get rid of Michael Jackson. You got to get rid of Wayne. You got to get rid of Drake. All right, so
0: who's the Michael Jackson in comedy?
1: Damn. (laughs) Michael Jackson? Yeah. I'm going to say Eddie. Eddie? Eddie. Eddie versus Mike.
0: Who's the Drake in comedy? A prince.
1: Prince. Damn. I ain't never think about this. (laughs) Let me think of something. So I'm going to say this. I feel like Eddie Michael Jackson. I feel like Kevin Hart is Jay-Z. Okay. Chappelle probably Wayne. Okay. I'll probably go with Chappelle for Wayne. Who else you said? You said.
0: They got Drake.
1: Damn. That that went tough. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm going
0: to say. That's a, I feel like that got to be an all-around one.
1: I'm going to say Jamie Foxx because he, he do different shit. He Could a crossover be, yep. person. Perfect. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. now man. This was the t Visuals podcast. Once again, if y'all on Apple Music, Spotify, give us a five-star rating. It was a great episode, man. We um got the comedian sleepy special is September tenth, right?
1: September tenth at Comedy House Nola, Fulton Street the Court Street from the bowling alley, seven and nine.
0: For sure. Um, stay in your lane. This is his first one. Once again, September tenth. He don't know when is um when you are gonna drop it, right?
1: Yeah, but keep. I'm gonna keep y'all posted on that as well. Follow me on Instagram at comedian sleepy, Twitter comedian sleepy, and I'm gonna keep everybody updated on that.
0: For sure. Um, last question. Um, rank these: cash, credit, clout.
1: One two, three, one cash, two credit, three club.
0: All right, you like that physical paper? All right. Yeah. Once again, man, sleep at Tayvizzle's podcast, and we out.